Hi, I'm Matt McClory, lead pastor alongside my wife, Jill, here at Colonial Church in St. Augustine, Florida. Wanted to welcome you to Colonial Church's podcast. We are a church that believes in Jesus and people, which means we believe in you. So why not today subscribe to this podcast and choose to grow your life spiritually and in all the other ways as well into everything that God has got for you. God bless you and I hope you enjoy this episode. Good. Well, if you've got your Bibles, open with me to Romans chapter 12. And if you've got a marker or a marker... 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we'll be there a little bit later. Um, excited to, to preach a new series today, uh, beginning a brand new series today. But here, uh, actually before I read Romans chapter 12, I do want to say something about those cards that we have on your seat. Um, this is really aimed at how you could be planted in September. And so it's a new month and we would love to, to help you just know what's coming up in church life. Sometimes we can kind of look at a, a month or a season like this, back to school, things are kind of going again, and we can just be like, man, this is a whole lot going on. And so we wanted to give you this so that you would have it uh, to put on the fridge or you know, start putting some stuff in your calendar um, that's coming up. But there's stuff that's sort of regular, so every single week, and then also some special things that are happening along the way. So check that out. Uh, should be right there on your seat. All right, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Paul says this, he says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. I want to start a new series today. This is the title, Mindset. Mindset, the power of a renewed mind. The power of a renewed mind. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for your word today, Lord. We thank you and we're grateful today, Lord, of all that you're doing in our midst. We're grateful that we can submit to your word. We can come under its teaching and its authority. And Father, we thank you that it's living water that's coming into our life, that's helping us, that's nourishing us, that's shaping us, that's molding us, that's helping us to become who we're called to be. And so, Father, we thank you. Father, we just thank you that your presence is here right now. And we're encountering you. We're spending time with you. And Lord, that's so special, Lord. It's our heart here that we wouldn't be trying to be perfect, but we would go after your presence. That's more valuable. And we acknowledge your presence here today. We ask that you would bless colonial kids as they're also spending time in your presence today. Thank you, Lord, for who you are and what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. Mindset, the power of renewed mind. What if you could change your life by changing the way you think? What if the answer to getting unstuck is simply a change in mind, a new way of thinking, a renewed mind? What if the growth that's ahead for you could actually come flooding into your life if you were just willing to take on a brand new approach of thinking? The Bible has a lot to say about our thoughts 
A quick search of the Bible, if you, if you just study the word thought, thinking, mind, in the Bible you'll come up with hundreds and hundreds of scriptures. The Bible has a lot to say about the way we think and our thoughts and our minds. We're made up of different parts. Jesus makes reference to this as he's answering a Pharisee's question and they're trying to catch him out. Imagine that, trying to catch the Son of God on a technicality. Even the best lawyer can't do that. But in Matthew 22, and verse 37, he replies to them, he says to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Jesus giving the greatest commandment or the most important one, he's talking about a connection with God that encompasses all of us, encompasses all of ourselves, what we have and all that is within us and our makeup, our mind, our will, our emotions. And in Romans chapter 12, which is kind of our banner text for this series we're beginning today, he's addressing a church that is in the middle of a culture war. It's a church, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the same church that exists today that is in this building right now, that's rising up in Rome and in time of... of, of you know, turmoil and oppression and a culture. The culture was called a Hellenistic culture, which just means a Greek culture that was coming. So this Greco-Roman culture forming and intellectualism and all this stuff. There's these crazy culture wars going in and yet there's the church that's rising up, that's called to be different. And the Apostle Paul says, hey, don't get on board with what's happening in the culture. That's not you. But to be who you're supposed to be, it's going to take a renewing of your thinking, a renewal of your mind. Let me just say this. It's the same culture thing we're dealing with today. Just because it's got a different year doesn't mean that there's no challenges and there's no new thinking that's required. It's exactly the same today. But we can only become transformed by the renewing of our minds. And the renewing of our minds will give us the ability to live in a certain way. And what way is that? The way. The way of a Christian. The way of a follower. Talmudim of, of, of Jesus. A follower of the great rabbi. How do we do that? The only way the Bible says we can do it is by renewing our minds. So that you're going to be able to do some supernatural things supernatural things, stuff that's not in this world, that's not natural, that's not normal. What, is, what are those things? It's right there in the verse in Romans 12, that you'll be able to, by testing, we're going to talk about that in a moment, discern, figure out, sort through what the will of God is for your life. That's supernatural right there. That you wouldn't just accept what someone says to you and be like, well, you should do that. That's what you should do with your life. That the Bible's encouraging us, God's encouraging us to discern what the will of God is for our lives. Why? By the, renew, by the renewing of our minds, God says, to figure out what is good, to learn what is acceptable in God's eyes and what is perfect. Or in other words, what's God's best? God wants to give you the ability 
in your everyday going and coming and being in the world and doing what you're called to do and being on assignment in your job or your workplace or at home, whatever it looks like, to be able to figure out exactly what it is that's God's best for you. That's being transformed by the renewing your mind. That's not conforming to the culture that you're living in. That's deciding, you know what, it doesn't matter what's happening out there. I know what God's doing in here because I'm able to discern and test and be able to figure out what's perfect, what's acceptable for Him according to His Word. But how do we get there? Well, by the power of the Word and the help of the Holy Spirit, a renewed mind. But not just once over but a completely changed and changing perspective. Changing not in the sense of compromise all over again, but just with the power of the Holy Spirit within us, being able to continually stay fresh and see what God is doing. You know, God's doing things today in 2023 that He wasn't doing 50 years ago. So that's going to require new thinking from believers. That's going to require new thinking from you. There's new problems that you're going to face in the future that are different from the problems that you might be facing today. So you need a renewed mind now, but then you need a renewed mind then. And that's the power of living according to the Word of God is it'll always keep you fresh. That's the power of living Spirit-led in your life. Can I just encourage you, you have the Holy Spirit, you live according to the Spirit, you walk in the Spirit, you're led by the Spirit, you will always be fresh. You'll always have a strength and a vitality and have something about you. You ever seen people who are full of the Holy Spirit? There's just something different about them. And that's my prayer for Colonial Church. That's my prayer for you, that there would just be something different about you that people are like, man, what is it about them? They're fresh. They're on fire. They love life. They love God. They're always on. What is it about those people? We're full of the Holy Spirit, which means... A renewed mind. It says this in Proverbs 23 and verse 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. This is what the Bible says. Change your thinking and you'll change your life. That's a renewed mind. That's a renewed mind. So why do I need to understand this? Well, because obviously God's got promises. He's got destiny for you. He's got things ahead for you. He's got good things. So we need to understand that that's what also uh, is ahead of us. But the enemy also has a vision for your life. He's got a plan that he he wants to derail you. He wants to take you off course. He wants you to get you spiritually blind. He wants to get you to a place where you don't see what God has for you. He wants you to get completely stuck in. He wants to get you bogged down into certain things and, 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 and in a place where you're not changing at all. And then things obviously come when that happens as well. We begin to make excuses. We begin to accept a negative mindset. We begin to, begin to just say, well, God's not going to change me. I guess that's it for me. And then we get cut off from the promises of almighty God. We start to say things like this. Well, that's just how I was brought up. That's just who I am. You know, we start to, it, it becomes a national issue. Well, you know, I'm, I'm Irish. What does that mean? Does that mean it becomes a family issue? Well, that's just how I was brought up. That's just where I'm from. That's just the circ- That's just the cards that were dealt to me is essentially what you're saying. That's not what the Bible says, the way to do. The Bible says it doesn't matter where you come from. You say yes to Jesus, you're brand new. 
fresh start. Completely set apart, different. It's amazing. So what do we need to know? We're going to start from the top. Here we go. Number one, when it comes to the mindset, you've got to understand that we're all created to think. Okay? We're all created to think. And that's what the Apostle Paul was saying. He's like, hey, guys, don't think according to the culture. Don't think according to what someone says. God made you to think. He didn't, if he didn't want that, he would have made you as a robot. He would have pre-programmed you to think a certain way, but he didn't do that. And there are so many verses about thoughts and, and my, our mind and how we should think. So sometimes we don't even see this thing. I was blown away as I was preparing for this series, just like so overwhelmed by the resource of the Word of God. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what circumstance or situation. It doesn't matter. You could, whatever it is, you have everything you need right here. You have all the answers right here. You have all the supply. You have all the provision. You have all the formulas. God has got everything you need to figure out whatever it is you're going through. And how often do we just, we just leave this right here and start going, reach for our phones and, Everything we need, the answer is right here. And it's just blowing me away. I was like, okay, we're coming. I feel like God's calling us to, to, to look into this Romans 12 thing. And I'm just like, okay, we're going to go there. And I just went down deep into this stuff. I was just blowing away. But it just reminds me that God has, called, has, has created us. The great designer of your life has created you to think. In the Bible, the concept of thinking involves using our minds to generate plans, to, to, to judge and to weigh matters and to recall memories. That's remembrance as believers. We need that part of us because we remember the faithfulness of God. But also to come up with plans. God puts vision in our hearts, but also our minds, and, and also then to believe and to reject ideas. Let me show you a few verses. Philippians 4 and verse 8 says, Finally, brothers... Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, pure, lovely, commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, look at this. Think about these things. Esther 4 and verse 13, then Mordecai told them to, to reply to Esther. Mordecai says this to Esther. He says, do not think to yourself that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. James chapter 1. James is talking about if anyone lacks wisdom, ask God who gives wisdom and, and let him ask in faith and don't let that person doubt because, look at what it says, for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord for he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. There's so many verses. It's incredible. And then in Romans 12 verse 3, the next verse on, honestly, one of my favorite verses in all the Bible it says, for by the grace of God given to me, I say to everyone among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. It doesn't say don't think, more high, think, don't think highly of yourself. It says just don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to. But with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has designed. We were designed to think, to weigh, to have thoughts, to reason, to generate fresh ideas. Think about all the great inventions in the last two or three hundred years. Where did they all originate from? The mind. But the mind was given by God. He created us 
to be able to think, to make choices, some choices that affect literally the rest of our lives, some choices that affect what's happening in the next 30 minutes. But it all comes from God. God's given us a mind. He uses it. We use our minds to dream. I just think about it. I just love, I, this, I personally love this, that, that the experts haven't even figured out what dreams really are yet. It's just the mystery of it because God has designed us that way. I've got my own personal thoughts about that, but that's for another message at another time. But when it comes to the mind, experts estimate that the mind thinks, listen to this, between 60,000 to 80,000 thoughts a day. I mean, that's just wearing you out right now thinking about that, isn't it? <laughs> just like, man, I, I need a break. That's an average of 2,500 thoughts an hour. The great designer has formed you in a way to be able to think your own way in and out of all the winding, twisting turns called life. But it all comes from him. You were made in his image. So number one, you've got to understand, we're created to think. Number two, you ready? The mind is a battlefield. We're talking about overcoming. We're talking about the power of a renewed mind. We have to understand that the mind, therefore, is a battlefield. I'll give you one verse to show you. First Peter 1 verse 13. P Peter says this, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The mind is a battlefield and strongholds develop. And this is something you've got to understand is there are, there are strongholds that can develop in your mind. That's where they are. They're, 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 a stronghold is a position of thinking, a place in our mind where the enemy has developed a distinct advantage, a place of strength over us that's holding us back from gaining the ground and overcoming in a particular area. It could be an addiction. It could be a lie that's been accepted as truth. Uh, it could be many other things, but what it is, is a stronghold. And so I want to build this out a little bit. How does this happen? Well, first of all, in your mind, you have a thought. Right? We just saw experts say how many thoughts we have a day, but you have a thought that comes in. Right? You just think something. Think something about a situation. Think something about something that's going on, something that someone said to you, something that you're going through. You think about something, and you don't necessarily have control over that part. The thought comes in. You ever done that where you're just like, that was a crazy thought. Where did that come from? Where did that come from? That's not me. But we have a thought. But then what happens is God has given us the ability then to engage in a thought process. That is processing either rightly or wrongly what we've thought about for either a second, a split second, or a week. And once you have that thought process in motion, opinions come in, and that is usually our subconscious mind. This is the cool thing about the subconscious mind you've got to know is that your subconscious mind, the moment that a stranger walks into a room, your subconscious mind goes into overdrive. And all of a sudden you're thinking about, have I seen that person before? Do I know, have I ever seen anyone like that before? Do I, do I know anyone that even looks like that before? And your subconscious mind brings up all the files from your whole life and that's why we have certain opinions towards certain things. But this is all part of our thought process. And 
And if we don't do things right, then what happens is, is attitudes, rightly or wrongly, are then formed. And an attitude is a disposition towards that thought. Almost like a mental resolution, attitude formation is happening. And sometimes we can camp out here for a while. And this is where things get dangerous. Because what happens then is our emotions and our feelings get involved. And if we're not careful, things aren't filtered correctly, our emotions and our feelings get involved and then pretty quickly our heart gets engaged. And when our our hearts pile into something, man, we are all in. And it all began with a thought. And that is how a stronghold is formed. And you are now held by the heartstrings. And you are connected by your heart. And when your heart is involved, you are all in. That's why it says in Proverbs uh, 4 and 23, keep your heart with all vigilance. Watch over it. For from it flows the springs of life. Because a stronghold in the mind means you're trapped. You're held back. In our mind, we can spiral downward. Wouldn't you agree? You can go to some dark places pretty quick. You can spiral, snowball quickly. You can go to a dark place real quick in the mind, but the mind can also be trained to climb upward. This is what the Bible calls the path to life, which winds upwards for the wise. But we've got to understand the playing field, it's a battlefield. I'd love it if you could write this down. If you've got a pen, write this down. I can't control what comes in, but I can control what happens next. Did you hear what I just said? You may not be able to control what comes in, what just drops in. It's like, oop, there it is. But you can definitely control what happens next. And we've all, we all know people, and hey, maybe we are the person, that our minds are just running wild with thoughts running all over the place and our feelings and our emotions. And, and if we don't understand this, then man, God can do so much. But thoughts should, never, should serve us, never lead us. And I, if I can't control what comes in, God has definitely given me the ability to control what comes next. And this is what we've got to learn to do. We've got to make our thoughts pass the test. What is the test? Well, it's right there in Romans 12, verse 2. We're always supplied in God's word. Look at what it says. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. So what is the test? What is the thought test? I want to give you my personal thought test. Okay? Maybe some of you need to write this down. Here's my personal thought thought test. Is this something that Jesus would be okay with? When you have that thought, when it comes in, when you begin to process that thought, we have to train ourselves in righteousness and ask ourselves this question, is Jesus okay with this? What I just thought about that person? How I just thought about that thing? How I'm going about putting that together in my mind? Is Jesus okay with this? Because the Apostle Paul said this, he said, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God 
and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. This is what we're called to do. On the battlefield of our mind, when the thought comes in, we may not necessarily get to control the arrow that's coming at us or the dagger that comes our way, but this is what we can do. We can ask ourselves a question, is Jesus okay with this? Does this pass the test? And it might be self-detrimental. We might be thinking, man, I'm, I just feel like this right now. Well, does that pass the test? Is Jesus okay with you thinking that about yourself? Is Jesus okay with that thought that I'm having right now to that person? And what happens is, is bit by bit, it might just start with you winning one little skirmish on that battlefield. But you're going to get better. You're going to grow stronger. You're going to start to flex that muscle faith that you have. And all of a sudden, what's going to happen is you're going to be able to take everything that comes in and make it to submit, come under the authority and obey Christ who is the Word of God and you will demolish strongholds with the power of the Holy Spirit. So number one, we've got to understand We've got to get on board with the fact that God, man, He's created me to think this is what I have. But number two, the mind is a battlefield. Strongholds are going to form if I don't get in place, in the places of my mind and put some of these thoughts to the test before they become deep-rooted in my heart. And number three, the good news today is in the battlefield of the mind, we can always win with Jesus. We can always win with Jesus. You know, on your own, you might not make it. But with Jesus, man, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. We can train our minds to think like Christ did, to think like He did. Our mission in life is to walk like Jesus. It's to talk like Jesus, but it's also to think like Jesus. And we can make our thoughts subject and submitted to the name, the authority and the Lordship of Jesus. And I want to encourage you, you are never on your own when you face things in your mind if you engage Jesus Christ in the battle with you. If you take him with you, if you just say, God, Jesus, I need you right now to help me process this. He'll be right alongside you. And I believe in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will have the mind of Christ. And we can win with Jesus. Would you stand with me? Thanks for listening to that podcast. We pray it blessed you and empowered you in all that God's got for you. Why don't you share that with a friend, someone who maybe needs to hear it. We'd love for you also to visit us um, either online at colonialchurch.life or here at church at 550 State Road 207 here in St. Augustine, Florida. Be blessed.